Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real-life tactics, and favorite tools to inspire and empower you, Mommy, to get the most out of life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms, and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. Hello and welcome back to Mommy's on a Call. Today, I'm excited to bring to you Jessica Levison. She is the founder of Peekaboo Organics, an ice cream company that makes ice cream with hidden veggies you cannot see or taste, which sounds incredible, by the way. And why? Because nothing feeds our soul quite like ice cream, and it's just important as eating our veggies. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I wanted to start off by asking, what is your biggest mom win of the week? Oh, do I have to have one? <laughs> yes, because you have to, you just have to have, it could be small and it could be a win for you. It could be like, I took a shower today. It could be anything. Oh it could be God. kid Actually, related. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm joking. It's <laughs> funny. My husband endearingly calls me mom of the year, but like in a hundred percent sarcasm, like he definitely does that. He's like mom of the year, Moti. That's my nickname is Moti. <laughs> I actually did Pilates this morning for the first time in like two weeks, you know, remote on the computer, which was awesome. And today's also, at least here, it's take your child to work there day. And my daughter is like, is this what you do for work? <laughs> well, I want to get into your, your work stuff too, but just a quick question. When you take your kid to work, like, do you take your kid to another room in your house or do you take like, what do you do during this time? <laughs> Exactly. It's harder to hide from them. (laughs) (laughs) And so give us a little context about what does this family look like? You know, what is your family structure and what are kind of the roles that you play? So we, I have three kids, eight, six, and four. My husband and I are both working from home now during this time. He's an amazing dad, which is why he jokes that I'm Moti because he thinks he's a <laughs> bears all the weight and then like wonders how the kids get to dentist appointments. Like it's <laughs> magical. <laughs> we teleport there. So it's just, uh, you know, we, we laugh a lot in my house. Also, my kids yell a lot. <laughs> I feel you on that one with three kids. Someone's always yelling or trying to outdo each other with the yelling. Yeah. Like why, why I'm always like indoor voices, indoor voices. (laughs) Yeah. I, does that, is that work for you? (laughs) No, it does not at all. And I still don't understand why they only have one volume. Yeah. It's not even like a competition. It's just one volume. It's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. Unless they're like trying to like whisper, like there were, you know, I found the chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) like hide it from mommy (laughs) but yeah but it's been it's been fun it's I mean obviously super stressful but it's been nice I joke that during during quarantine I learned all my kids names (laughs) (laughs) what does your kind of day structure look like 
because I know you own, do you own now two businesses? Are you still doing the brick and mortar or are you okay? And we'll go into that, that you have an ice cream business and a retail shop, and then also a CPG company, but are you, how how are you doing that? My kids are still home. We were just super duper careful since it began. So I never sent them back to school, even though here in Miami, where I live, kids can definitely go back to school. And my husband and I are fully vaccinated at this point, but they're, the kids are not. So we've all just been in like a little house (laughs) on top of each other. And so my work day, I mean, my daughter's pretty self-sufficient at eight, my six-year-old son and the little one, the four-year-old are very, you know, need a lot of hands-on, but my husband and I just alternate, you know, take meetings, zoom calls, usually from the inside of a closet. (laughs) Or we have this really cute playhouse in the back, which my daughter discovered has the best Wi-Fi. Like, like the top floor, there's like a little, that's where I was going to go. And the kids were all playing outside. So I came inside, but just sort of juggling. And then if I can squeeze in Pilates, like random times, I do it. But otherwise it's just making it work and having longer. I mean, I'm sure you realize it's like the work day never ends, which is crazy. You know, normally it'd be like, okay, nine to five or like nine to four, pick up the kids and then squeeze in a couple more hours after, you know, after I pick up the kids. But now it's like never ending. It's just this nebulous, always working, always child rearing, you know. And with your work, you have a brick and mortar. So you could like leave the house. And then with your peekaboo ice cream company, like, are you, do you have like a factory? Do you like have an actual office that you're running that out of? Or like, could you actually leave the house? I could. I know. It's funny because I've been renting. I signed a lease March 1st for our very first office. (laughs) I mean, it's like a little like shared, you know, like, thank God it wasn't expensive. But this whole time as I've been building peekaboo, I've been freeloading out of my husband's offices. <laughs> so first it was like in the, like, uh, you know, whatever. So finally I'm going out on my own, you know, me and my tiny little team, we're going to like grow up and have a little office and we signed the lease and then, you know, they shut everything down. But now I started working from the office again, three days a week. So that is mind blowing. And where do your kids go during that time? No, they're home. We have a nanny. Thank God. Okay. is super duper important. Yeah. Super important. No, we have a nanny who's amazing, amazing, amazing. And my dad, you know, my mom will come and save us sometimes. Oh, that's (laughs) nice. So you have family nearby. Yeah. 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 Having support is extremely important and being able to have the childcare too. It literally takes a village. Like, you know, my kids were making fun of me the other day because I also don't cook and, and, you know, the nanny cooks. (laughs) Now, like it takes a village. I'm not going to apologize for that. I don't like cooking. Why do I have to suffer? You know, like you're getting fed. <laughs> so I now have so many questions because now <laughs> you said you don't like cooking yet you own a food company. Uh-huh. So let's talk a little bit about your journey here because I saw that you were a lawyer and then opened an ice cream store and then started the peekaboo line. Now, so let's step back. Let's go pre-mom life here. And you were a lawyer. What made you transition into going and opening an ice cream store? And also, how did you have the expertise to do that? It's funny. You know what? I didn't. And that goes to show you that you can do whatever you want. Anybody, you know, you want something badly enough or you're curious enough, go for it. I knew nothing. And in fact, my brother was like, if you open up an ice cream shop, like I will stand on the corner in an ice cream costume for the first month, <laughs> like on the, you know, on the road and you never lived up to it, but everyone's like, what are you doing? So I was practicing law, loved frozen yogurt actually. And I thought my little town didn't have a frozen yogurt shop. Why don't I open, you know, I'm, I think I can figure it out. So I ran the permits, did the build out myself, learned to make ice cream myself. And it actually started, oh God, 
It's perfect. You're on the podcast called Mommy's on a Call. So it's, <laughs> we have an info, someone's infiltrating. <laughs> so I was practicing a lot at the same time. Actually, my dad was helping me manage the ice cream shop. And then I became pregnant with my very first and I got fired for my, as an attorney. That's not fired because you were pregnant, right? No, it's funny that okay. I actually didn't know yet. Cause probably I would not have been fired. I could have probably saved me. <laughs> I was like, I literally about to tell them that week and I didn't. And then I got canned, <laughs> obviously all for the better, but I really loved that job. It was at legal aid. So helping low income people with, you know, legal representation. So I absolutely, they lost funding in my department, but so that's when I started dedicating myself more to the ice cream shop. And then when my first got a couple years old, I thought, okay, the Hershey's not eating veggies. I'm already making ice cream. Everybody I serve at my ice cream shop loves me and I'm like a hero. And then I come home and it's like this constant battle with like, just eat a quarter of a baby carrot, you know, like just smell the broccoli. You don't have to eat the broccoli. Just lick it. Just try it. (laughs) Just lick the broccoli. Hug the broccoli. Really low standards here. Really low bar. So finally I was like, I, there's gotta be a better way. Like, why don't I use I Cause you know, we were, I was not, you know, bribe is such an ugly word, but let's call it persuading my kids or my oldest at the time to eat veggies just for the, you know, just to, just to have dessert as ice cream. And I thought, what if I use ice cream as an actual vehicle to deliver the veggies? And then I solved two problems at once, you know? And then so the can we, I was going to say, can we step back a moment? So did you know how to make ice cream at all when you <laughs> She just keeps walking in. <laughs> you see her outfit, by the way? She's just like, like the minute the door closes, they're like, oh, of course we can come in because mommy's busy. Why not? It's like so, you're not doing anything. And then no. the minute you need to do something, they need you. Yeah, it's like green it's, light. They have this yeah. sense. <laughs> it, it really is. I totally get it. It is exactly why I named my podcast that because uh-huh. I like stopped and I just screamed. I was like, mommy's on a call. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So we're going with that. So back to, I guess, just like learning the skills and stuff. So you were a lawyer. Did you like make ice cream on the side? Did you have like one of those little Cuisinart things? Like how, how do you go from lawyer to ice cream store maker and understanding how to make good ice cream? Because it's not like you bought a franchise. No, no, no. And, and actually ice cream in it's sim- is very complicated, but it's in it's because it's a chemical balance, right? You're, you're basically suspending air if you think about it in the mixture and that's what makes it creamy and you know, it's called overrun. So ice cream is actually very complicated, but in its simplest form, it's the best, right? With the least amount of ingredients. So to answer your question, I bought a little Cuisinart and it made them, it's so noisy. I don't know if you've ever had one, but it goes, the automatic ones go, (laughs) my husband was like, enough already. (laughs) I'm like, I can't take it anymore because it would take like 40 minutes and it would make like, I think two quarts or whatever. And so I'd experiment that way. And I also went to Penn State has an ice cream school where Ben and Jerry's went and like basically anyone that's in the ice cream business or industry. So you went to Penn State to learn how to make ice cream and then, and then what? Like you just start an ice cream store and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, basically. I, I mean, first I wasn't making anything. So I, I opened up and I thought I could do this better. So as I, you know, when I was still practicing on opened up the ice cream shop, I thought, you know, I was buying from other manufacturers and it was like, fine, it was mediocre, but there's like, I wasn't adding any magic to it. So that's when I went to Penn State ice cream school, learned how to make ice cream and came back and started tinkering myself. 
making everything from scratch, invested in an ice cream. It's called the batch freezer, which was like, for me, it was like buying a Rolls Royce, like this hunk of metal, but like there, I mean, it's like, that's when you know you've made it in the ice cream world. Yeah, I mean, so that was super exciting. And then we were like, how do we get it to the store? Like my dad and I were like, dumb and dumber <laughs> like let's buy it and now what where how do we transport it <laughs> and you didn't have kids at the time so this was still pre-mom life where you can kind of like spend all your time and totally. investing into this yeah yeah yeah, totally tinkering and doing things and like you don't have the expensive kids obviously so the ice cream shop that was already 13 years ago so it started taking off and getting super super successful and I was still at that time practicing law And then, like I said, when I was terminated by legal aid and my daughter was already, I was about to have my daughter. So I started dedicating myself more to the ice cream shop. And then that's where a couple of years later, Peekaboo sort of originated when I was trying to get her to eat veggies. So you were running the store, you got pregnant and you got laid off from your law job. And so now you decide, hey, I'm just going to start after a couple of years and you started putting veggies in ice cream. When did you make that decision to launch your third Third thing, or like your third act in life, I think he was mentioned before, is you have a successful in brick and mortar shop, and now you're making these veggie ice cream. But now, what inspired you to then like start packaging this and then, you know, building this business? And now you have kids. Like, you know, we usually like to eliminate things, not add things to our plate once we have kids. So, what was going on there? I was selling it at my ice cream shop and it was just really resonating. And then anytime I would like mention it to friends, they lit up, you know, like that's genius. You know, I I try to sneak veggies in anywhere, literally anywhere. And now there's ice cream, which is usually sort of the tool to bribe. And now it's the actual like end goal. So I thought it was an, it was an idea and a concept that I felt I would buy in a heartbeat if I knew it existed and wished existed when I was a kid. So it was meant for more than just a single brick and mortar. I thought it was a type of product that really should be in front of more people. And the only way to do that would be using retailers. So distributing through retail and supermarkets and things like that. And I didn't know where to begin. Like I'm a lawyer, you know, and you know, my brothers are lawyers. My husband's a lawyer. I, I also joke that I can find a lawyer to change a light bulb, but I can't find anybody to do anything else. So like, I didn't know anybody in food or anything like that. So just by chance, I went to the Fancy Food Show, which is a trade show for natural and, um, and organic products and got a little tiny table, signed up last minute. I hadn't even ever been as a guest and we had lines for like the three days straight. I mean, media was coming over, retailers were coming over. Everyone was fascinated, intrigued, loved it. And that's where really they started inquiring about placing an order and getting it on shelves. And now were you making this all though yourself in your ice cream shop? So you were at the, at the show, you had lines of people and like, you were making all this out of your shop. Like, how, like, how do you go? Like, where do you go from there? How did you get the expertise? Like, who did you go to? Like, I know there are a lot of moms out there who maybe have an idea, but they're like, I don't have any experience in this. I have no idea where to start. No idea where to go. Like, what did you do? So it's really just, you know, researching and starting, you know, little tasks step-by-step, like not having huge long lists, right. But little by little and, and checking things off. And then you realize you're like way down the road and how did I get here and look at all I've done when I look back. So it's just really validating. Like literally anybody can do it. It just takes that passion or wanting to do something. 
I had a relationship with an ice cream manufacturer through my ice cream shop because I'd asked some random questions over the years and he was always very kind. So when I had this idea for peekaboo, I thought, let me just ask him if it's something that he would do. And he was amazing. He, so they formulate and they're here locally. So like a half an hour from where I live and had all the certifications I wanted and needed and are so kind, like just the nicest people. And I said, this is my idea. You know, these are my original formulas. They're not scaled. How do we scale them? You know, what's the cost structure and things like that. And just other details. He was super helpful. Because you have to have it be like shelf stable or not shelf stable, but like freezer stable. You have to be able to have distribution. There's a lot of other components. And so did you just, you just kind of like started to learn it and you're like, I'm just going to. Little by little. And, and also like, if you start small, people are, you know, and and are honest and direct, like people want to, I I've been lucky and the people really want to help. And I always am available for other entrepreneurs who have questions. Like, I just think it's so important to help the next person or, the, you know, because there's enough room for everybody and you never know, you know, when you need someone to answer a question or help out, but it's also important to have advisors. So if you're looking to launch into an industry that you're maybe not that familiar with, find out who's doing it really well or who's involved or, you know, creep on LinkedIn. I'm sure, you know, you can find someone that knows a little bit and just hire them on a retainer hourly basis, feel them out. And that's another good way to sort of try and avoid mistakes, which is always helpful. (laughs) Yeah. And then on the kind of not the elephant in the room, but like a lot of this takes financing, like in order to scale a company like this, like to run a brick and mortar is one thing. And yes, like that, I was going to ask how that went during the whole pandemic, because, you know, you run a food place, right? But also like, where did you start to get the funding in order? You're like, I have this idea. So now I'm going to go to this ice cream manufacturer and I want to do this, but all of this costs money. So how did you fundraise? Did you ask friends and family? Did you have savings? Like, where did this come from? So I'm glad you brought that up because it is very important and and often not necessarily mentioned. And I was going to say it at the tail end when I mentioned that an advisor helps avoid mistakes, which are expensive, (laughs) you know, so for the purpose of avoiding expensive mistakes, it's helpful to know, you know, where to sort of pivot or plan. So at the beginning, I already had the setup of the ice cream shop. So a lot of that R and D and stuff I did, you know, just utilizing what I had at my disposal. And then I financed the beginning myself, you know, my husband and I just with personal sort of investment. And then I went out to fundraise. So my advisor said, you know, you're going to need money. And I was like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, you're going to need like a million dollars. And I was like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) I don't know anybody with a million dollars. Why would anybody give me a million dollars? But I was just really, really lucky in finding good partners that believed in this crazy concept and saw the value in it. And of course, friends and family, they were friends and family, mostly, actually all. So it helps, but if you can't raise, you know, whatever your goal, again, you modify based on what you have access to, right? To say, I think I need a million, but I can only raise a hundred thousand. doesn't mean don't do it, right? It just means you start smaller. You lower your expectations for, you know, the speed of your growth or your trajectory. Like there's always, there's always a way to get it done. So I also wouldn't be discouraged for people who don't have experience finance, fundraising, which I didn't, or are awkward asking for money, which I am there's always a way to get it done. And by starting small also, you can become profitable and then obviously reinvest those profits and maybe not need outside investment. 
Right. And you were building all of this with three little kids <sighs> at the time. I mean, what made you keep going forward? Why didn't you just say like, wow, maybe I'll just keep my ice cream shop. Like, you know, this is a great concept, but like, wow, I have three little kids because there are a lot of moms out there who want to start something. And they're like, I just don't know how because of time constraints or whatever that might be. So how did you get that to work? You know, I don't know. It never even dawned on me. Like I, you know, I, I was going to joke stupidity because like you just, you're like, just one, just one, I'm just going to do this one more thing. And then I'm just going to do this one more thing. And then you just don't give up because you see that you're creating something that adds value to the planet, whatever that is, whether it's a service, a product, like if there's something that drives you beyond financial gain and beyond ego and beyond all that stuff, it's like, you don't even, there's no alternative you know, like if it's, I don't know how to explain it, you know, I don't know how to like articulate it, but it's your deep no down, option. like it was your passion and your purpose and you're like, you're adding yeah. something. And so it was your driver. And yeah, I know they like, were the inspiration technically totally. for it. Do you involve them in the company in any way besides being taste testers? Yeah. And, and, and it's funny. Cause you're reading my mind. The next thing that I was going to say is also, it's hard to give up when you have little kids watching you, you know, because you're, you know, they look to me Moti <laughs> as, <laughs> as inspiration and particularly my daughters, you know, I, I feel like more sort of like I owe them more to show them anything's possible and don't, you know, being a mom doesn't mean you can't do stuff like what it doesn't limit my husband. Why, why does it have to limit me? Why would it limit me? It just doesn't make any sense. So just showing them that like, you can do something and like, like, you know, and, and the first time they saw my pints at Whole Foods, their minds were blown. Like, imagine that for a second, like something that they saw me building from little and little and then changing the packaging, which they always have input in and like, you know, tweaking the flavors and launching new flavors. And even like my daughter's uh, our Instagram, oftentimes I'll story my daughter, a screenshot from what my daughter texts me. Like I'll send her a, <laughs> an image, like a marketing poster that we're doing or whatever. And then I'll be like, what do you think? And she's like, no, nah. <laughs> just no. <laughs> I love like, that. Like, she's just very direct. And it's so funny because she's totally on point. So I involve them very much. Like the little one, not so much. We make her think like she's involved. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they were the inspiration and they continue to be sort of very valuable contributors to the growth of the company. Yeah. And I think you mentioned something too, that was important is like having those advisors to help like you avoid, you know, the big mistakes and the big expensive, costly mistakes. Have you made any mistakes that you could advise people out there against? Like, are there any things that you're like, oof, like, you know, I learned a lot from that. I would say ugh, so many. And at the same time, like, I, I wonder, you know, I question myself all the time, like all the time. Like, I wish I wouldn't have done that. I really made that mistake. I screwed this up. But then you think like, you know, I have a lot of founder friends and, and they go through parallel situations. And then you realize it depends on like how you look at things, right? Yeah, it sucked and I lost money or I wasted my time and whatever, but, but I learned. And so I think it is so important for entrepreneurs or, you know, moms that want to be entrepreneurs to know that like, there's really no such thing as a mistake. There are things that you wish would have gone differently, but at the time you made that decision, that was the best decision you felt. Right. So yeah, in hindsight, okay. It didn't work out. Like, you know, like I, I tell my kids like breathe in, breathe out, move on. Like you pick yourself up, you don't make that mistake again. So I can give words of wisdom, but the truth is like, no one should be scared to make a mistake or make a decision that maybe doesn't pan out the way you had hoped. For me, I would say it's really important to start small 
and really know the consumer and what the consumer wants and iterate until that's as good as it can get until you then expand and then your product is probably going to have to iterate again. You're probably going to have to iterate again, right? Like it's one thing if I'm selling to moms in Miami, right? Moms in Nebraska probably want different things. So I just think to be very, very open-minded, ask a lot of questions and just really not give up. Like if you know that this world needs whatever it is that you want to build, just do it, you know, do it. Yeah. And especially, I love how you're like, you ask your customers, like ask questions, like get to your customers because those are the people that are the most important. Like that's the reason you're in business. Speaking of decisions you made and like outcomes, how I know you were on Shark Tank recently, you pitched your idea and in the end you declined their offer. How do you think that went? Was that for more for marketing? Did you want to raise money? Like, are you looking to raise money? Where are you kind of going next with Peekaboo? So Shark Tank was such a great experience. I mean, I love the show and never in a million years, never in a million years did I ever think I'd be on Shark Tank. It was, it was just so much fun and it was awesome. I was there for the right deal, you know, the right support and the right investment. So I don't regret how it shook out. And now we're fundraising again, actually which I don't enjoy doing. (laughs) It's awful. It's awful. (laughs) Just because, you know, but again, it's all perspective, whatever. That's a longer story, but or a longer conversation. But so I'm doing that now and we're launching in Costco soon, little mini cups. So single serve minis, which will be awesome. Yeah. So we, we did a launch on our website, like a little test run of the mini cups and they sold out right away. So I think that's going to do hopefully really well. And then from there, hopefully new flavors and stuff. But again, like sort of taking it slowly, my ideas are like, you know, a million and then you just got to sort of focus. And that's really one of my weaknesses. How do you, I was going to say, how do you find focus then? I have a director of supply chain who's like, hell no, we're not doing that. (laughs) Again, that's (laughs) forming your team, forming those people around you that really, yeah. Who like just keep you in check. But I'll be like, we have like a little code. My director of supply chain and I like light bulb is like light bulb. And he'll be like, no, like the, you know, the emoji with the cross hands. <laughs> I'm like light bulb, he's like crossed hands. <laughs> um, but you know, you don't know. Like the other thing is like, you don't know unless you throw things to the wall and see what sticks. So, you know, of course it's a, a balance of financing and innovation, but right. that's where I'm at. Well, on the personal front, is there anything I know, you know, your work life is kind of blended right now, but is there anything you do for yourself daily? Like, how do you keep yourself going outside of work? Oh, I just got my hair straightened. (laughs) And I know you do Pilates. Like, do you have any sort of wellness routines or rituals or things you do for yourself? Can I tell you something? And you're going to laugh and think I'm such a weirdo because I was talking to my neighbor the other day and she's like, I was just venting to her. Like, I'm so, I've been so stressed the last few months, just to be totally candid, like pulling my hair out stressed. And just like, I don't understand, like, you don't, cause I don't, I'm not a big drinker, wine drinker, whatever. I drink chocolate milk. That's literally <laughs> drinking chocolate milk. I'm, I do not, I'm not lying to you. Calms my soul. Like I can't even explain. So like when I'm stressed out, chocolate milk is where I go. And just in terms of like other versions of self-care, it's like now that things have, you know, I'm a little more comfortable, I get a manicure and that makes me super happy. But, you know, bike rides, we live really close to the beach. I mean, I think we're super lucky in, in the city that we live in and yeah. sort of life balance that we have or what we determine, you know, like sort of what our version of work-life balance. Right. Wow. Are there any other things that in your life that you just leave completely messy so that you can get on doing other stuff? 
I don't micromanage. So, you know, in terms of just running peekaboo, I do not micromanage. I don't have the time for it. You know, like if something is executed in a way that I don't love, <laughs> I'll be like, ugh. you know, like, so like it takes a moment and then I'm just like, I, I didn't want to do it myself. So, and the same for, the, you know, for my sort of home life, my husband takes care of breakfast. He gives the kids like chocolate chip pancakes and you and donuts. <laughs> I don't want to do it myself, right? So I'm like, ugh, <laughs> and then I move on. So I, I mean, I, I just think it's important to like pick your battles, know what matters, and then let everything else just go. Unless you really are so type A that you need to do everything yourself, and that's exhausting. That but is. I've learned that I need to ask for help and outsource, delegate, automate, do whatever it is on all those things that you don't value or like, aren't a good use of your time. Totally. Because your time is spent better, like building your business or building, you know, whatever that is Totally. Totally. or spending time playing with your kids over micromanaging something else. Totally. Even like no judgment. Like if, 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 if you want to go shopping or take a nap or whatever, like that's a better use of your time than doing someone's work again, you know? Yeah. Like, so anyway, I, it's, it's all about sort of finding that balance, whatever that means. And it doesn't always exist, but to the extent that we can strive for it, you know, that's really ultimately what peekaboo is about, about both in like life and nutrition and happiness. It's like peekaboo really serves to be that one moment of joy. And so that's sort of how I live my life too, or try. <laughs> What's your favorite peekaboo flavor? So we have some flavors that are in the pipeline, which again, my director of supply chain is like Xing, <laughs> which are amazing. But for now, I would say we just launched a unicorn. So it's a birthday cake flavor. Yeah. With a purple frosting swirl. So that's really good. What veggie is in there? Bikini. Ooh. But you'd never know. And I really like the strawberry. The strawberry is just a very fresh, not overly sweet, just a great, a great flavor. So and that one's with beets, right? Strawberry carrots. Oh, carrots. Sorry. Because uh, I was going to say some of the yogurts, like the baby yogurts are like strawberry beet berry or whatnot. Uh, and so cotton candy has the beets. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. And we have like a fight in our house because those are the flavors I like, but my kids like the mint chip that's got the hidden spinach and the chocolate that has a cauliflower. Oh, so we're like always completely stuck. We can't agree on a single flavor. <laughs> and where can I, like, where can I find the ice cream these days? Like, so in LA, actually Bristol Farms. Okay. Just launched in Bristol Farms. Hopefully soon we'll launch in Erewhon. We're just waiting for confirmation. And are you going to uh, be Costco nationwide? Just Southeast. So we're doing it. Oh. I know, I know. Hopefully soon. Hopefully it'll go really well. And then we'll get bigger opportunities. They're, they're, so far, it seems like they're a really amazing partner in the sense that they don't want to overwhelm small brands. Like, so he's like, I, I don't want to give you, like, I'll give you a PO, you know, purchase order for like XYZ, but you know, let's whatever, let's start small. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully soon. And in Florida region, like the Southeast, we're in Earth Fair and Whole Foods. And you can just check our store locator for more details at eatpeekaboo.com. That's sort of where you'll find in your zip. You could do a zip code search. Oh, well, thank you for all that. To wrap it up, I wanted to ask you my final question, which is what is your mom's superpower that you gained once you became a mom that makes you better in business or life? Oh my God. That's such a good question. I, she's the most empathetic person. And I find that I'm also very, very empathetic almost to a fault, I would argue, but like she feels. And so, and I think it helps, like, especially when you're running a team or dealing with vendors, like everyone is going through their own thing, especially now, like it's even more apparent. 
but you can't be an asshole. I don't know if I can curse. That's fine. <laughs> just don't be an asshole. <laughs> so, but I, I, I just think it's a really important character. And I know like she used to, you know, save bugs in that, in the house. Like she would put them outside, you know, like she would never step on a bug. Like she always gave back. So like, you know, donating and just all these charitable initiatives, which clearly guided me into going, you know, into legal aid. And just now we're a certified B Corp, which is very important to me. So it's a very long answer, but I would say empathy and just giving, giving back. Oh, well, thank you so much. I can't wait to try peekaboo. I have not yet, but my kids love ice cream. Don't like chocolate, which is weird, but they love ice cream. And I mean, it's like a battle. You're right with the veggies. Like, and I know, and I feel like I have these voices in my head where all of the like children dietitians are like, don't hide things. Like put a piece of broccoli in their plate every single day. And one day they'll touch it. And I'm like, I just want them to get a little bit. Like, I don't really care. Like I just, you know, so we're going to have to try the ice cream. It's such a funny point because also like, like our whole concept is like, you do you, you want to tell your kids are like, my kids know there's veggies and think it's the coolest thing ever. You know, you want to hide the veggie. You want to love the veggie. You, you do whatever you want with the veggie, you know, like mom, the way you want, we're just here to support you. You know, like my kids have no issue with the fact that there's veggies in there and they still eat it. And it's still better than regular ice cream. So they yeah. eat veggies too. You know, it's just, it's just another tool in the toolkit, but we'll hook you up with some peekaboo. No problem. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining today. Thank you so, so much. This was fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time.